Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Amiel. We love video games and movies, and we love talking about them. So we are hosting a new podcast where every week we choose one video game and one movie to talk about. We will go through each click and flick from beginning to end and talk about what we like and don't like. And then we will give you a rating based completely on our own opinions and nothing else. Ciao. <laughs> Yay. Hey. Welcome back. Here we are. <laughs> we are here. Third episode of Click and Flicks. Clicks and Flicks. Click and Flick. Sorry. I, I say plural, but you know what I mean. The Click and Flick podcast. Mm-hmm. Where you can get your clicks and your flicks. And enjoy our banter. <laughs> <laughs> I think last week we started with the flick. Yes. So I think this week we're going to start with the click. Yes, Melissa. Okay. I'm excited about this one. Me too. I I really love this game. I played uh, quite a few hours. Uh, on I can't it. decide if I love this game or hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's completely fair. Uh, so this week's click is "Don't Starve." Now that is the that is the single player game that evolved into a multiplayer called Don't Starve Together, which is the one that I've played. I have not played like the single, which you can play single player in the in the together one, but I digress. Basically what the game is about, it's a vast survival game that has had an expansion and you can choose to play with your friends or strangers, which that's a great idea is to try and play with strangers to see how well trying to survive with strangers. I would get frustrated probably. I'm sure you'd probably get more frustrated than you would have good games, but you know, you never know. (laughs) But I get frustrated playing it on my own. So yeah, just by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I mean, the whole premise is to survive harsh environment, uh, survive a harsh environment mixed with enemies and And fiends and weather changes and all kinds of variables that can kill you, basically. And the the darkness is always the kind of the looming problem in the game. It's it's always because it goes by days and they're very quick days, but the daylight is what you strive to do all of your hunting and and scavenging Uh with. But once night hits, you're hunting, you're gathering, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the <laughs> the night is scary, especially if you first play it and you oh don't know gosh. what you're doing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So my first time dying was like dying at night, mm-hmm. and I was literally like, "It's scary, guys. It's just like these two eyes, like." open up and then it's like a loud thud and you're literally dead like you do not know what kills you when in the dark because it's pitch black yeah the you can you can not see anything unless you have a torch or a campfire which i think brings so much excitement to the game and you really can't even unlock the like the sleeping bag or the the pile of hay for a little while oh gosh and sometimes i okay so I've been playing Don't Starve, the Switch version, 
Mm-hmm. So it's just the single player. But the f- time that I died because I wasn't able to sleep, because I wasn't able to make a sleeping bag right. for like six days. Oh my God, that's like, so, I, I mean, didn't have the materials. I yeah. couldn't find because you need a gold. You need gold to make a science machine. You mm-hmm. need a science machine to make a sleeping bag. And there was, I could not find any gold for six days. I was walking around the whole map, just lighting things on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's one and way to do it. <laughs> I lost my mind. The insanity in the game is so interesting to me. And each character, each different character has a different level of way they can handle the darkness. So some characters go insane relatively quickly and some have, you know, abilities that make them a little more resistant to it, mm-hmm. which I, that was my favorite part of about the game was just the different characters and the, the in-depth almost story that they have. I forget what the girl's name is, but she has a little sister, a little ghost sister the fire starter girl? Uh, I think her no. name's Willow. That's she's she's oh, the pyromaniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like the second option that you can have. Oh, I forget her name. She has blonde hair. She's really cute. But yeah, she she gets pretty afraid in the dark uh pretty quickly. Um so she loses her sanity fast. But it, all the variables and characters is what made the game for me. And obviously, building anything in the game takes a decent amount of resources. The darkness is constant threat. And then trying to find food. That is also very hard. Especially if you're a vegetarian. I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> trying to be a vegetarian in the game. Just kidding. All the berries, <laughs> all the carrots. The berries, the carrots. Yes. And I have not progressed to like end game material. But I did get to the point to where I was able to have a base, a home base, and have a stone wall around my area, which that's as far as I've ever gotten in the game because it is that difficult I, to play. It's so hard. Like, you die so quickly. I was mm-hmm. actually doing really good. I was on six days. I had food. I had I had science machines on, like, two sides of the of the map so that I could like whatever side I was on would be where I would camp that night. And then one day I'm like, Oh, you know what? I need bees. (laughs) I'm going to go. And I've died (laughs) like within one, one like approach. I didn't even like, it just like the bees came out and I died. I'm all. Okay. Okay. So how that, right. That any enemy in the game is not easy to defeat. Um, they usually travel in numbers and uh, just to give also more premise of the game, the game is cartoon. It is 2d for the most part, but also 3d because you can, yeah, it's like sketch mm-hmm. art, but it is like the 3d landscape. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like Tim Burton style type, uh, animation, which is really that kind cool. of like dark, but it mm-hmm. is like scary like edgy mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun to play with a bunch of people but it is hard to keep all of you alive because all the resources around you dwindle pretty right. quickly mm. but again because i haven't reached the end game i don't 
I don't necessarily know if there is one or if there is like an ultimate boss you defeat or you kind of take over the entire land that you um that uh you spawn into but at first what I read was there was no end of the game but then I read that they did an update where you had to find like four pieces through like on the, there are four pieces hidden on the map that will oh. create a machine that brings you back to your room or whatever because the opening of the game on the switch is I'm sure it's the same on it PC. should be it should but you are like an an aspiring inventor in your room and you can't you like can't make this thing it keeps like failing and then your radio starts talking to you and it's like this evil spirit through the radio that starts saying like i'll give you um everything you need to know basically and so you like go and you like listen to the radio and then you make this awesome machine uh-huh. but what it does it's it's a trap and it actually is like a demon machine that traps you in this other world so you okay. turn it on and it's like and you like wake up in this other world and then this guy is like who you look you look a little bad you better find something to eat <laughs> maybe okay to be fair i haven't played this game in probably a year or so give mm-hmm. or take and that sounds drastically different so they probably put in a lot more story detail mm-hmm. than what i remember or at least from what they had a little over but a year ago. Also, that's on the Switch version, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they have that whole intro thing when you played it. That's super interesting. I kind of want to like test it out and see because the story is fantastic. Because I, I already like am in love with all of the characters. So yeah, and it's interesting to me to play a game that's like that's a lot like Animal Crossing, and yet, yep, it's. It makes you feel so not like Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, like Animal Crossing. It's like tarantula season, <laughs> but times Oh, gosh. 10. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And it's, it's more scary than you may think, too, because th- something about... I was never really afraid of the dark. Obviously, when I was like three, I had a nightlight because I was afraid. But as I got older... Not ever really scared of the dark, but that game invokes it for sure. And whoo boy. The thing that I wonder is that in the game, if you're awake and your fire goes out, you'll die. But if you're asleep, your fire goes out, but you don't die. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you're come on. (laughs) Come on. I think it's just giving you you know, the stats to heal and, like, gain a little bit of sanity. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what such a hard game. It really mm-hmm. is. Like Because because this game is so short to talk about because it is a – what's the word I'm looking for? It's like the uh, – it's just a survival game. And there's no not a whole lot of premise to it. There's creatures that you definitely don't see in most games that are really interesting and and scary and kill you in one hit kind of thing but like that also gives it a pretty you know unique edge and simply for the difficulty alone i'm going to give it 6 clicks simply 
I was going to give it seven, but the difficulty and, and the amount of times I've restarted the game because I've died so many times or spawned in a really shitty area, it's rough. It's a rough game to get through, and it takes a long, it's a big learn curve for sure. But you got story, so I wonder how that affects your opinion and like thought it's process. It's not like a, I mean, it's not like a storyline that continues mm. throughout the game. It's just an intro that kind of sets you up to why you're in this area. But it definitely, it's definitely a difficult game. Yeah. Even just surviving like two or three days if you're a beginner is... That's a lot. <laughs> ...is hard. And I was looking up like videos and tips uh-huh. on what to do to survive. And it's like, you really have to die a lot in order to, oh, better... To learn. Oh, well, this time I died in the dark. Better make sure I have enough like fuel for my campfire tonight. Yeah. Or it's this a lot time of trial I starve, so I better make sure I focus on finding. I have enough fuel for the campfire, and I get enough carrots, and I better <laughs> like, yeah, get enough resources to progress in the game too. Because all the while, you have to keep yourself alive. And oh my gosh, when you start to lose your mind, it's slow. It's slow, and the animation, girl. Oh. I know. For the first time, okay, you, do you remember in Bad Trip how I was saying those aren't, that's not like how drugs is like? Like, that's not what it looks like when you're on drugs? Right. Okay, but in Don't Starve, when you start losing your mind, I was Sleep like, paralysis oh my like, god, this is what it looks like being on mushrooms and stuff. Like, <laughs> Oh, really? Okay. Okay, that's interesting. It's like, the, thi- the way that it's... Um, I thought it was like crazy because you're walking through the woods and it start starts waving and watering and stuff. Uh-huh. And that's why I was like, oh my gosh, she's like on mushrooms. Like she's losing it. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. She really does eat. I did really did have her eat a lot of mushrooms, but I don't think that's, she, <laughs> they do make you lose your mind. <laughs> yeah. Luckily in that game, mushrooms aren't like they they don't hurt you. And there are rare like instances I found in media where it seems like the representation of the experience feels like something I've experienced on drugs and even though in this game they weren't saying like it's not it's not like a drug experience in the mm-hmm. game what mm-hmm. they showed I was like oh my gosh this whoever designed this definitely has yeah, <laughs> to some extent, which is interesting because I, I'd like to keep that a theme in the movies that we watch and the, and the games that um, we play through or talk about drugs. because, yeah. <laughs> I like to, I like the theme of drugs. I'm just kidding. Right? Well, I mean, to give another opinion of another survival game that we may talk about in the future, but their interpretation of getting so hungry that you're dying is like the lower half of the screen starts to wave Mm. and you don't really lose your sense of like balance. There are some games that really over-exaggerate it. So it'd be really fun to like keep, keep a a tab open (laughs) of what game depicts and, and movies too. What, what games and movies like depict the actual representation of what that drug does to you. I wonder, because I honestly feel like it's so rare that I've seen representation in film where it actually looks like 
anything I've experienced before, which I'm not saying I'm, I've experienced all of this shit in the past, but you know, there are some good starting points. And I mean, I've, I've done some, but definitely not anything that I could give a repertoire of what most movies have characters go through or games besides alcohol. Right. There are so many things that I don't, but even, even then so many people in movies and like video games. Well, I guess not in video games. There are, there are a few video games where your character can get drunk and it starts actually affecting its Mm -hmm. like role. But in movies, you don't really see people realistically. Yeah. Through their point of view, like first person view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because Bad Trip was a good base of what it's not like. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... Well, that one part, obviously. But. Yeah, yeah, that one part. There were there were a lot of good parts of that movie. But mm-hmm. but in Don't mm-hmm. Starve, the, the way that the trees start to, like, change and shift, and it gets... And it gets worse and worse, and then you literally start seeing red, like, veins around, like, your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all transparent. Once it gets to that point, you've, like, totally lost your mind. And that's, like, that's not the part where I think it's, like, drugs at all. That's different. (laughs) Like, that's the point. That's the part where I, like, literally died. And at that point in the game, when you're that crazy, you can't sleep anymore. And this is when I couldn't – this is how I died – because um, I couldn't sleep because once you're that crazy, when it's nighttime, shadows come out in the dark and attack you at your campfire the whole night. That's that's what I was going to touch on, too, is aren't the aren't the shadows, the hands that come out now? Obviously, they're cartoon, but they're also a little bit transparent, if I'm not mistaken. Right. They start off that way. And the crazier you get, maybe I should use a different term. The more you lose, like, your brain power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your cognitive Right. Brain the power. more... Um, Prominent it gets. The shadows become darker and darker. And then they're, they just look like dark. They're just like shadow monsters. Don't you even see wandering souls, too? Like, wandering ghosts and, like... I haven't seen any, but I only... My longest I've lived is, like, seven days, I think. Okay, okay. I, I'll have to remember that. There are so many things. Like, I haven't even made, like, a crock pot or, like, the things you can cook with. I don't know. Like, I've just been eating cooked berries and yeah. carrots and mm-hmm. trapping rabbits. But the rabbits become scarier looking as you get crazier, too. That was they the other do. thing. Is the monsters, they start looking scarier and scarier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That... That can also be a play on on actual reality as well, because things take different shapes and feelings and meanings when you're intoxicated. But also when you don't like understand something, it's scarier. So if you're in a mindset that you aren't capable of understanding something, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you're gonna like you're a- probably gonna be like more inclined to be afraid of it. Definitely. Definitely something your brain has not, like a path your brain has not gone down before. Mm-hmm. The unknown is scary. Even your own thoughts are scary. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. There's a version that you can play on the Switch, and I don't know if you can play this on the PC, but they have a shipwrecked 
version where you're on an island. And so that one's kind of fun because you, it's really like Animal Crossing. (laughs) Really? (gasps) Yeah. Except you can die. (laughs) 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 But you're on your own island. So that's, that's the only way. It's more like Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Do you get to name it? Mm, yeah, well, I named mine. It's Tom Nook. It's, you don't name it in the game, but I can name mine. <laughs> Tom Nook. Technically, I guess the guy who like steals you and drops you on the island is kind of like Tom Nook. He traps you there. So then I guess, so you end up having, um, like you can build rafts and boats and stuff. So in oh. that version, I only ever made it to, like, again, like day seven or something. And... Mm-hmm. You can build a raft and you can go fishing um, and you can get seaweed and stuff from the ocean. But if you go too far out, the waves get stronger and you can die and stuff. That is so cool. Yeah. I think think I'm going to have to get the Switch version. Yeah, the Switch version is fun. I don't know if they have shipwrecked on PC. So I don't know. That's something we can check on. But then on the Switch that they also have a expansion that you can buy that's called don't starve hamlet so from the looks of it what what it's like shakespeare oh, let me see if i can pull up God. um pictures so you can see that is so cool this game gosh i remember when i first played it too i was so like off put by it and didn't you know because a lot of the survival games that's the whole fun of it is figuring out the process of how to survive Mm -hmm. without any tutorials and without knowing what a certain meat uncooked meat does to you or whatever but the fact that they've expanded so much that is so rad Mm -hmm. what clicks uh what's the rating that you would give it Hmm. it's hard to say because i I've only Aww. been able to play it for the a day. Oh. I got it yesterday, so I was playing it yesterday and today. Um, <gasps> this is so cute. Oh my god, I need to play it. Yeah, don't starve Hamlet. It looks like there's a lot more like indoor yeah. areas that you can have. You're like in a town. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think it's like seven bucks to add on. Oh, that's not bad. Sweet. I will I will do my research on that. That is for sure. Yeah. I would probably I would probably give this game I would probably give it seven clicks because this okay. is my favorite like type of game is the kind where you can just get mm-hmm. on and like it doesn't like have an ending really. Except this game has endings. <laughs> I die so much, but there's no it's just kind of like gathering collecting things you know yeah to to further game to further your your home base yeah games like this like animal crossing like stardew valley where you can just kind of play for hours and get lost in it yeah and you're not emotionally invested in it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i agree yeah i would give it seven but it's hard it is it is hard. That's why that's why I gave it 6 cuz I love the game, but the difficulty um and that's just for me just in general. Like the difficulty is strictly my own opinion because I've I don't I don't want to downplay myself, but just my lack of being able to problem solve, I guess. Like figure out the game. But that's just my own like mm-hmm. little tidbit. That's all. 
It's a good game. Don't starve together. We'll have to play on the Switch sometime for sure. Hmm. I'm trying to find... I wanted to find a quiz we could take, like, what Don't Starve character are you? <gasps> Do it. That would be a lot of fun. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna do you first. Okay. Her name, Melissa. Start quiz. Okay. So this is from youquiz.com. Okay. You worked very hard on a project. You were proud of the end result, and now you're showing it off to someone you respect the opinion of. They Mm. are they are clearly unsatisfied with your work and immediately point out a flaw. How do you feel? Oh my goodness. Um so the question the answers are devastated you work harder than ever before you'll show them what you can really do the next one is get angry who does this person think they are <laughs> saying something like that about us about something i worked hard on third one of course you're a little bit upset but you don't let it keep you down there's always next time to do a bit better right you note their criticisms last one dejectedly take their criticism perhaps you really didn't do quite as well as you thought oh it's a toss-up between being dejected or devastated because i feel like i immediately have to wrong the or right the wrong Mm. so i feel like my first instinct would be devastated ah yeah quick think of your absolute favorite food what kind of dish are you imagining it's a little embarrassing, but I'm thinking of a dish piled high with comfort food or sweets. Oh. Something simple that I made all my own, like a family recipe or an experimental dish. Home-cooked meals are the best. Uh, how do I put this? Literally anything and everything, pretty much. <laughs> a hearty meal from an upscale restaurant, like a sushi platter or a steak dinner. Good food tastes better. I'll, again, I'm just going to have to go with the first one. It's a little embarrassing, but mm. comfort food is always comfort food. Do you like animals? Yes. <laughs> um, well, I suppose cute ones are all right. Not really. There are a lot of work. Yes, all of them. In theory, yes. On the other hand, I tend to get <laughs> bitten scratched more often than not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all of them. I love all the animals. <laughs> Do you believe in super- supernatural phenomena that can't Ooh. be proven with absolute facts? Ooh. I like believing in those things, whether they're real or not. That's tough. I don't tend to subscribe to those beliefs, but I would never try to argue. No way. I stick firmly to logic. On a dead serious level, yes. (laughs) People shouldn't go around messing with Ouija boards or spell books. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's definitely the first one, but on a dead serious level, I still feel that way. I'm like, nobody should play with Ouija boards. (laughs) (laughs) I say you do you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What is your favorite time of year? Mild season is nice out at sea. That time of summer and before winter is really wonderful. Oh, the time after summer and before winter. Oh, definitely autumn. Fall fall is a nice temperature. They're all the same. I know, seriously. Um, just mild because it says something about the sea. Okay, yeah. Do you feel comfortable being designated the leader of a given group? Not really. I certainly do. Golly, no. <laughs> Golly, no. Um, maybe. 
I'm I'm gonna go with I certainly do. Uh, golly no. Golly no. <laughs> oh god. Somebody walked into your room and you were singing along to your favorite guilty pleasure song while it blasted on full volume. How bad was it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, they're going to have that awful catchy pop song on me forever. Unless jazz is suddenly considered a guilty pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) They barged in. I turned unblinking as death metal continued to shred what remains of my eardrums. Nobody can ever know I like country music. (laughs) Oh, okay. I am never ashamed of my guilty pleasure music. Um... (laughs) Although metal would not be my, uh, death metal would not be my guilty pleasure, but that's the answer I'd have to go with. Cause honestly, <laughs> not even guilty. <laughs> you received a gift for your birthday from a close friend, but really, even though you'd never tell them, you're kind of disappointed by it. What was it? Ooh. It's a movie ticket, but the film seems way outside my taste. A gift? There's no way I'd ever be disappointed. <laughs> I know. That's like me. It's hey, a batch- yeah, right. <laughs> it's a batch of handmade cookies, but they were burnt kind of badly. <laughs> it's just a ten dollar gift card to Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, I like coffee as much as the next guy, but I guess I expected something a little more personalized. <laughs> um, no, oh no, no, no. Uh, a gift. A gift. There's no way I'd ever be disappointed. <laughs> There's no way. I'd have There's no point. way. Would people say they can read your emotions more from your voice or your facial expression? Facial expressions. Mm. Easily. Yep. I'm more expressive with my face. That is. For I sure. feel like. I feel like you're also not really expressive. I feel I, like you're. You're good at not letting people know. I'm <laughs> so happy you said that because I feel like I wear it all on my face too. Mm. I feel like. I feel like you do in a sense, but I feel like the way you convey your emotions is not the way typically people are like looking to read. To process it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you do, I feel like people most of the time don't get it. (laughs) Fair. That's fair. I end up clarifying a lot. You're not like dishonest about your emotions. You don't ever like hide them. Right. But also you're not, you also don't share them with everybody who doesn't deserve them at the same time. So true. Mm. Because it's a lot of work, man. Are you uh, an early bird or a night owl? I am a night owl. Mm. As much as I'd like to be an early bird. I'm both. And I wish I wasn't. I wish I could sleep. (laughs) Yes. Insomnia is a bitch. You got roped into playing chess, and you get to select your color, black or white. I always choose, because uh, I used to play chess, like hardcore, so I always choose black. Moving always. second lets you analyze your foe? Yes. Mm. Always. <laughs> what kind of playing card suits your mood? Diamonds, pentacles, spades, swords, hearts, cups, clubs, wands. Ooh. I'm gonna have to go with hearts and cups. Mm. Clubs and wands was a close second. How convincingly could you potentially fake breaking down crying? Oof. (sighs) If Um, I did it in public, everyone would probably immediately wonder who hurt me. 
My acting isn't the best. I'm no good at portraying emotions. I'm not feeling in the moment. That is that is very true. I've tried in many different situations to try and cry on demand. And it always fails me every single time. So I feel like my acting isn't the best. I'm <laughs> I'm not good on the moment, like not good at it. I can't speak on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you try to fake an emotion. I feel like you're always honest with me. So if if it was like if we were strictly try like talking about crying, that's a that's a hard one. But you're you're right. Like I don't I don't ever try to give like the wrong emotion to how I'm feeling ever. Um you got dragged to a history museum. What part of it interests you the most? Ooh. The art wing is my favorite. You're telling me they have a section on aerodynamics and space travel? (laughs) (laughs) The raw history sections with all the period clothing and architecture. I like the natural history displays. Oh, the last two. Oh, God, I can't choose. Oh. Because they can't taxidermy a whale, I'm going to go with the second one. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing? They can't taxidermy a whale? I don't believe so. I think because just the preser- preservation process would be such such a hard thing to figure out. Mm. It'd, it'd probably be really hard. Everything I've seen has always been plastic. So. Oh. I don't know. Do you consider yourself to be a good person? Yes, of course. Well, let's just say that I'm a work in progress. Work in progress. Could you imagine if someone had those two options and picked yes of course (laughs) if your options were yes i'm a great person or i'm a work in progress right like i'm like okay we know you're not that good a person (laughs) (laughs) when you achieve something you are truly proud of do you tend to show off a little certainly i want everyone to know i feel like it's more polite to just keep that thing to myself i like keeping it to myself I've actually realized that recently. Yeah, I always usually keep things to myself. Right? As well. Yeah. It it feels more more beneficial because when you're not brought when you don't bring it on to somebody and you're not expecting a positive reaction or whatever, it's much more sweet when it's noticed unprovoked. And so that to me is a win-win cuz I'm proud of myself. If they notice, awesome. If right. they don't whatever if they don't then i'm okay with with the praise i'm getting from myself and with being proud of myself yeah exactly that's what i feel like Mm -hmm. um you are assigned a task that is quite difficult for one person to complete but your (laughs) but your least favorite by your least favorite teacher or boss how do you handle it i can do this by myself i um it'll be hard work but i have faith I try to complete it on my own like they intended, but it might be very difficult and stressful because I work better in a group. I politely ask a friend or coworker for help. I object. Why would they (laughs) assign something so huge to just one person? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Um, Just because my past two jobs have been both independently heavy and also both team heavy. I feel like, of course, I have the capability, but if I need help in order to complete it and make it a 
possible process, I'm going to ask people, Mm -hmm. you know, in a work situation outside of that, I do it myself, like no big deal. But if it's a person, if it's a teacher or a boss asking me and I don't really like them, it's my least favorite person, (laughs) I'm going to ask for help. So I'll, I'll politely ask a friend. Yeah. All right. You ordered an important package on the internet, but it's been three days since the supposed arrival date. Are you worried at all? Of course I am. It's been over 75 hours since my package <laughs> was supposed to be here. Not really. I'm sure it's just a mix-up. It'll get settled. <laughs> Bitch, I have anxiety. Of course I am. Uh, Always worried. If it's not there the day that it's supposed to be there, I'm on the phone. Hello. I just want to make sure that it didn't get lost. Is right? that the right like, address on it? I'm not accusatory. I'm just like, hey, is everything okay? You know? <laughs> All right. Tell me a joke. Stop oh, me if you've heard this one before. Two guys walk into a bar. I mean, I would, but people tell me my sense of humor is pun bearable. No. The universe's cruelty, in spite of the innocence of many, <laughs> reads something is like a joke. <laughs> I can't think of any on my own, but I'm about to check my favorite website book for ideas and absolutely going to pass it off as just thinking of something. <laughs> The last one is so accurate for me. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm n- I'm unoriginal when it comes to jokes. Finally, pick a flower. Roses, poppies, carnations, daisies. Daisies. Which one would you pick? Daisies also. Daisies, I think, are my favorite flowers. Really? Yeah, because I like, um, on Alice in Wonderland, I like the lazy daisies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like daisies. You got pick lilies, Charlie. Really? If there were one way to describe you, it would be unique. Your fashion tastes are probably a little on the avant-garde side. And you have this Mm. absolutely infectious curiosity for everything around you in the world. You're chatty. (laughs) (laughs) As you interrupt me. You're chatty, but in the best sense. You have a good sense of leadership and you love eating a lot. Perhaps the most fascinating thing about you is how you tend to bring out the best in others. Oh, the only thing that's not true is the avant garde, like fashion sense. Otherwise, it's pretty accurate. (laughs) You don't think you have an avant garde fashion sense? No. I mean, my scrubs that I'm wearing <laughs> are not. Uh... 9% of people who take the quiz get Charlie. It's the third most popular. Oh, wow. Option. Yeah, there's a, there's so many characters in that game. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Overcoming psoriasis. Ami. Ami L. I'm going to try to go through this fast. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably do that one. Oh, favorite food. Yeah, comfort Meats. food. Do I like animals? Yes, all of them. Yes. Do I believe in supernatural? <laughs> um, I like believing in them, even if they're real or not. Yeah. Yes. What is your favorite time of year? Oh, <laughs> I guess it's between the time after summer before winter, definitely autumn, and fall is nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so autumn, that's fine. Comfortable being a leader. Oh, yeah, I love being in charge. Um, Someone walks into my room and I'm listening to pop, 
probably. Yes. Receive a gift for my birthday. A gift? I would never be disappointed. Would people say they can read your emotions? Mm, I would say, yeah, you're more expressive with your voice, but you're not expressive in a lot of ways, too. Yeah. I think you're analyzing. I think I'm pretty closed off until I let you, like, I let my wall down around you. Right, right. Early kind bird. Of an early bird. I'm going to say second move as well. Playing cards. I like diamonds, pentacles. Yes. How convincingly could I cry? Oh, yeah. Everyone would ask <laughs> who hurt me. <laughs> if I got dragged to a history museum. This is probably not interesting. <laughs> I think it's extremely interesting. Yeah, people probably can't even hear me. This part can be cut. <laughs> It's, it's honestly, they got the gist of the questions. So I, I think it'd be fine. History museum, art wing. Um, do I consider myself a good person? I'm a work in progress because I'm not a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> when I achieve something that I'm proud of, do I show off? No, I like to keep things to myself typically. Assigned a task by a boss I don't like. I object, honestly. Yeah, on, yeah. I ordered an important package on the internet. Oh, of course, I'm worried. No, right. where is it? Tell you a joke. Stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a flower as daisies. Let's see. Ooh, I got Weber. Ooh. You're a person with a lot of dualities to you. With an identity that may be considered confusing and contradicting, kind yet pragmatic, brave yet shaky, childlike yet mature, you might have trouble describing yourself to others. Rest assured that these dualities make you who you are. And that would be a lovely human being. (laughs) (laughs) You are legitimately a very good person who takes into account the well-being of their friends and family far before their own. That part's true. Don't ever forget to care for yourself, too. Oh. Let's see. And 4% of people... Got Weber. Got Weber. Interesting. This is a fun game. I agree. And the different characters are, like, what makes it fun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be curious to see who got Mrs. Wickerbottom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was a good quiz, actually, because, you know, most of them are, like, cliche, like, pick a color, you know? Mm, Yeah. That was a good in-depth quiz. I liked it. It was. It was a little in-depth. Ten out of ten clicks for that one. (laughs) For that quiz. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, are we ready, Mm -hmm. to move on to the flick of the night? So, this movie... This is a movie that I thought when it came out, I thought it was honestly slept on by a lot of people uh-huh. because it just wasn't talked about. And right. people who did talk about it, it was like, I don't know. I feel like it got some like bad reviews too that did it. I just don't feel like to me, it's kind of like, well, what are you expecting from this kind of movie? There's also, it's also a very not, in my opinion, not a well-known producing company, you know, it just, it, it didn't have like a name brand behind it. So it made it obscure by that reason alone. Right. So this movie is The Happy Time Murders, came out in 2018, starring Melissa McCarthy. And I have to say that when I first saw this movie in theaters, I 
thought it was so funny. It was pretty great. I thought it was so perfectly done for what mm-hmm. they were doing. Um, and it just is fun to watch comedians be able to just kind of like <laughs> go <laughs> off the rails in ways that you aren't allowed to with humans. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so let's go through the movie and we can talk about what we like and things. Yes. So the movie opens up with the puppet Phil Phillips and he's driving through LA. He's basically going to work, but he's like in the bad part of town and you see a lot of like puppet hate basically. So you can see in this world, like there's a lot of discrimination against puppets um, and humans are obviously the ones who are have privilege. Yes. Um, yes. So he gets to his office and his secretary is named Bubbles. <laughs> She's my favorite actress yes, ever, dude. Played by Maya Rudolph. And it's just like <sighs> she is so stunning and sh- her performance is always Spot it's on. top notch. It's She's top hilarious. Um, I I can tell you that Melissa McCarthy and her are my favorite. Oh my gosh, they're both of them in this movie. Yeah, but I digress. Yes. So she has this line to, that he says to him, and this is an example of like the first time you see the the extremism they can do with the puppets, and it's not like shown, but she's like reading him his messages of all these people who are mad at him. And one lady says, she's like saying that she left a message. I'd like to sew your asshole shut and just <laughs> keep feeding you. Tell me why this was a key point I wrote down as well. <laughs> I'd like to sew your asshole shut and just keep feeding you. <laughs> And the way she delivered the line was so, like, st- like just stoic. What's what's the word I'm looking for? She was just so deadpan with it, mm-hmm. and like hitting the punchline over and over. Yes, oh, so good, so good. <laughs> so that's just an example of like this is definitely not a children's Muppet movie, right? <laughs> right. Um, so in his office, he meets Sandra White, who is um, hires him for blackmail. This is the case that he thinks he's going on. Yep. She is apparently... Um, the sexiest Muppet ever. Right. She's, she is pretty hot, honestly. She is I would, cute, yeah. I would have a hard time saying no <laughs> <laughs> to that puppet. <laughs> the purple... Cr- the purple... Uh, uh, bush carpet, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. purple Can't. carpet puppet. Um, she, so so she's getting blackmailed. Um, and apparently she says that she's in this like high wealthy family that would be like devastated if they found out about her like being so promiscuous, whatever, yada yada. So she gives him this letter of the blackmail, and it's your typical, um, like, cutout letters from a magazine. And he recognizes the letter, and he starts following the trail, right? 
And the first letter he sees is from like a porn magazine that he recognizes. <laughs> and God, and this is like what I love. I think this scene, I think this character might be my favorite. In, Phil? No, this character he's about to meet. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> might be my favorite in the movie. Um, the adult uh bookstore, adult movie store owner, Vinny. He is everything. <laughs> Um, so he goes, so he, he goes to this adult store to try to find whoever rented or got this magazine or this book or whatever that matches this letter. And he starts talking to this guy, Vinny, and he's, he asks, do you have this magazine? Pulls it out and he sees the letters match. It's the letter P. And he's like, oh, it looks like this mystery is brought to you by the letter P. And Vinny's like, oh, you want pee? We have some on the shelf in the back. Dude. <laughs> I love it. I well, love it. He also, isn't isn't that like when he first walks in, Vinny's not at the register. He's in the back. <gasps> yep. <laughs> and he just opens the curtains like the the... The right. 70s because curtain. He's running a, a, a an adult store in front and a porn studio in the back. Yes. Where they're filming Cows Gone Sour. <laughs> Cows Gone Sour, that's what it was. This Muppet porn. And <laughs> and this cow is just being jerked off on all of its udders by an octopus. So all yep. eight all tentacles are and it's milking, it's squirting. Yeah. Like, Everywhere. <laughs> it's the money shot, baby. Yeah, and they <laughs> they kept going. It's not like the camera was recording. Vinny left the scene, opened the curtain, and was talking to his customer. <laughs> and this is what I mean by, like, for what it is, this movie, I think, it hit it. Exactly what it was trying to do. The plot line, it's not original. It's not anything, right. like, that we haven't seen before. Right. However, we have not seen it before. However, <laughs> they're giving us new material. It's like yeah. it's mm-hmm. a comedy and it's all a comedy really needs to be for me is funny. Yeah. It has to be fresh in its jokes. And if the jokes are fresh, then the plot line I can follow along with the structure. I don't care about that because the truth is every movie is based on the structure and is exactly and is predictable. So, mm-hmm. if you're doing it good, that's what I want to see. And, exactly. And this scene with Vinny is what made me feel like, oh my gosh, funny. This right? is it. <sighs> Unfortunately, I know <laughs> it doesn't know. get to last very long because this is when we start getting into the real plot of the movie, which is the happy time murders. So here in the porn shop is when the first murder takes place um he sees there's an old bunny that walks into the shop and he was a part of the show the happy time show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does it i don't know if we learn that right away that he was part of the show or if we learn definitely that not in no. the next scene mm-hmm. but you think but i think we do know that he recognizes him because he's like oh hey bumbly and he's like oh that's not me i don't know who that is but then someone comes in with a gun um, 
with an assault rifle, probably. Yeah. It was pretty big. It was um, wild. Yeah. And basically shoots everyone in the in the shop. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, Phil had already gone in the back because he was looking at the records for people who had also bought that magazine. Yes. Yes. So in the back, there was a... Dalmatian dominatrix porn <laughs> happening that was so loud. And it was this Dalmatian puppet that was literally like whipping a fireman. Yeah. Gagged <laughs> and g- girl, like, I mean, get it. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't look that up. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm not going to say I didn't look up the cow tentacle porn. Like, <laughs> cow sour. Right? It so he's going back, sour. he doesn't hear anything. And when he comes out, it's literally just like fluff and co- cotton everywhere. And I swear to God, it's like as morbidly graphic as a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. But yeah. with no blood. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which is just like hilarious in its own like right and in a way yes yes hilarious because you're like oh my god you know they they it's just down to their basic structure they're just fluff and cotton but in a way i was still just as shocked i was still like just cuz the way they shot it the way they filmed it was so graphic in a way, because when they were shot, yes. it just went like poof. It was like no cuts. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was just as shocking as you would feel seeing a human shot, you know? Yes. And at the same time, you were like, well, I was sad because I loved Vinny from the moment right, you right. saw him. And so he's he go, he's gone and you're like, he's gone too soon. <laughs> he's too soon. Um, but also... Just seeing those explosions, you're all, <gasps> but yeah. at the same time, you're like, yeah. wait, but it's just like fluff, so I yeah. don't really know how to feel. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's just a puppet, you know, like whatever. And they definitely, they definitely used this movie to like prove to us everything that they're going to do in this movie. Yeah, in that scene alone, yeah. Yeah, right at the beginning, they were like, be prepared. Like, this is not going to be a kid movie at all. Yeah. And it's not. It's rated R, so. Yep. So after the first murders, the cops come the next day, and we meet uh, Detective Edwards, Melissa yes. McCarthy. The queen. She's so funny. So funny. Every. Every performance that she's done, it doesn't matter the movie, it doesn't matter the script, it doesn't matter co-stars or budget, anything. She is gold. Her performance absolutely is dead on, fucking legit. She's amazing. I love her. She she's the epitome of my humor and in, in all of the senses. So yes, I 100 percent back you up on that opinion. She just brings so much character and yeah. like real humanity to everything, to all of her comedy mm-hmm. that you you laugh with her and you feel for her and she's so good. Yeah. So she comes in and Leslie Baker, Baker Leslie Barker is the lieutenant. Yeah. 
Stanley from The Office. The office. <laughs> <laughs> so when you see him come on, you're like, oh my gosh, he's not sitting at his desk. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it was, it was a fresh sight to see him. Mm-hmm. It was, it was nice. It was like, ref- it's like refreshing when you see someone from The Office not as their character because they're so iconically stapled as that character that it just right. feels like just feels like a cameo you know what right I mean? right leslie david baker not Barbara. but he did well he did very well yeah yeah he he was good he was good in this movie also so they all have this conversation where you basically find out that edwards and phillips don't like each other because they used to work together had a falling out for something that we don't know yet. But then it cuts to the Happy Time Gang TV commercial. And you see everyone in the gang. And it's kind of like a Pee Wee's Playhouse type. Or like a... Do you remember that show Puzzle Place on... Um, I think it was PBS. No. But it was... Um, Puzzle Place is kind of like all, all the all the puppets live in the same house. So it is kind of like the happy time gang. Let me see if I can share it with you. You have these puppets that all live like in the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like this type of show. It was supposed to be like a kid's show. Got it. And you have, so you see all these people and then you realize in the commercial that Mr. Bumbley was a part of the cast. So that's when you first see it. And then it zooms out and you see that they're watching the show at um, a diner and it's Phil and he's with his brother and Phil's brother was also in the show. He was like the officer mm-hmm. in the show. And then they get in a fight about how his brother has gotten plastic surgery to look more like a human. Yeah. He got his skin or his <laughs> cotton bleach. His flu- Yeah. His fur bleached and his nose redone and phillips is like you're not a real puppet basically (laughs) you you gotta stay true to who you are on the inside and um his brother's like well i'm making all this money off of syndication for this show that's when he first mentions that the show is going to go into syndication he's going to make all this money yada yada and phillips is like whatever i'm done eating lunch i'm going out and um he sees Edwards outside. She's waiting for him outside the diner and she's drunk in the middle of the day. And this is where we learn that she has a little bit of a substance abuse problem, probably. Yes. Yes. Because she plays drunk really well. Yes. To the point where it's like, you can't really tell until a few (laughs) lines in that she's slurring her words a little bit. And you're like, wait, are you drunk? (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. It's exactly how you would imagine talking to an intoxicated person in real life. So then they get in a fight again about how he's not a cop anymore because puppets can't be cops anymore because of something that he did. So then he goes back to his office. He's late drinking. And we see that he was this marksman, this great marksman. And then he ends up missing a shot and basically gets uh, Edwards testified against him in court saying that he refused he can't shoot another puppet and um yeah he got kicked off of the of the police squad and that's when the second murder happens and it's cuts to the hot tub scene with and it's his, his brother. brother his brother's in the hot tub with this model girl 
this is one the first time in the movie where I was like, hmm, wardrobe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she is wearing a pink bikini top and then these like pink dance shorts. Yeah. Like cheetah print dance shorts. And it was I'm like strange. I'm like, this is weird. Cause he's like, ooh, checking out her butt, but I'm like, she's just wearing shorts and it seems so weird. Like what? Like they couldn't just find a bikini. Like Yeah, like something to look more I, I guess I guess there was a time where bathing suits were like kind of designed to look like those kind of boy short things. Yeah. Yeah. However, not not in 2018. Right. <laughs> it was right. obviously like a really old bathing suit or somebody's dance shorts. And I was like, Yeah, the, the color was not even. It didn't you know, match the top mm-hmm. even. Yeah, I was like, this is not. I'm like, wardrobe. <laughs> but then again, like, who knows what the budget. I mean, probably didn't have the biggest budget. I no, could, I, and I could tell. I couldn't imagine an actual bikini costing more than what she was in. But you know, maybe they just worked with what they had. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just pointing that out. That I thought that was looking a little weird. Those cheetah print shorts <laughs> on that girl. I'm like, I probably would just put her in an actual bikini. But here we are. <laughs> but uh, so basically, she goes, gets out of the hot tub to make more drinks. And he, we see the dark figure, the same figure that went to the porn shop now is at the bottom of the stairs and lets out some dogs. And the dogs run up the stairs and just rip that puppet to shreds. Isn't it like a freaking Boston? Yeah. A Boston Terrier? Oh so boy. goddamn funny. The next scene when the one of the police officers comes up... <laughs> Because the next day they're investigating the scene and Lieutenant is talking to Phillips um, again because it was his brother. So they call him. Yeah. He's talking to him. And then a cop comes up and he goes, <laughs> I think I found the murder weapon. And he's holding it in front of me. He's so serious. Oh, my God. And he, he even had like a tag on it saying like evidence or oh something. Oh, my God. Um, it was so. I think I found the murder weapon. <laughs> Oh my God. And he goes, get that dog out of here. The lieutenant says yeah. that. And he just turns around. And he's like, oh, but it is okay. So, like, the delivery is everything. It's so funny. It was good because Phillips was grieving about his brother, like, uh, retching over it, you know? Yes, yes. And he's like, <laughs> at that moment, he comes in. I think I found the murder weapon. <laughs> but it's just this little cute little dog. <laughs> And his the girl is being interviewed by the police, and she's saying they were such bad dogs. They were bad, (laughs) bad dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those poor fragile little things! I know this movie (laughs) has such like serious like this. Like, this character is, like, sh- literally torn to shreds by these dogs. Like, one on each limb pulling him apart. And you see it. You see it happen. But it's just yeah. fluff. Just fluff coming out. Yeah. So. But it's, like, in your in your mind. So it's not even technically though it is a- graphic. But it is pretty graphic. Right. Like, your mind wants it to, you like, your mind is thinking of blood and limbs and bones. Like, just you know, tearing Yeah, apart. but you just have literal fluff, which actually kind of reminds me of <laughs> this dream I had when I was little, where I had a dream when I was like three. 
and I had uh, my little sister was one. She was a baby. And I had a dream that Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger came to her (laughs) career. (laughs) And they ripped off her hands and she just had fluff like the puppets do. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that was my dream when I was little. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what it meant. Um, (laughs) Yeah, who knows like what what your three-year-old brain was like feeling about it. Yeah. But That's it was crazy. It was after I watched the movie Twins. <laughs> that movie. Oh boy. Anyway, um back to Happy Time Murders. <laughs> uh, so, at this point the lieutenant lets Phillips know that he's going to bring him on as a consultant for this case because they've decided that obviously it's they're targeting the Happy Time cast so they're gonna try to figure it out from there so phillips and edwards once partners then enemies now have to work together again yes (laughs) which again it's like these like our tropes are fine if you can be funny and original while while you're playing them out and i don't care i'm not gonna care exactly so in the next parts of the movie they realize that um, they kind of get a motive. So they see that since the show is going back into syndication, every cast member has a contract to get $10 million from it. And if the cast members passed away, then it'll go to their spouse. And if they don't have a spouse, then it'll be divided up between the rest of the cast. So they realize, okay, so obviously the motive must be somebody in the cast is trying to kill off everybody else so they can get as big of a share for themselves. And so they start going and trying to interview everyone who's left alive in the cast. And the first person they go to, he is he was the mailman in the show or something, but now runs an underground poker game in the bad part of town. <laughs> this scene, I like Melissa McCarthy a lot in again. Yes, hang <laughs> hang on one second. Uh-huh. I know this is terrible timing, but before we get into it, because I, I have some things to say too, I got to go pee real quick. Yeah, let me pause it though. Yes, intermission. Okay, we're back. Okay. So they go around looking for the rest of the members of the Happy Time gang to interview and ask questions, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And they reach the first one who's running the poker game. And these kind of people are like, kind of sketchy these guys are gross looking they're like blech like just your typical meatheads yes sweaty kind of guys Mm -hmm. she's like oh they she has to prove to them that she can play poker because she's a human they're like this is like a puppet game and we find out that she's part puppet because she has a puppet liver Which is why she's able to, like, drink so much and, like, do so much drugs. And so they give her this, like, crazy um, puppet, like, rock candy. It's, like, supposedly, like, rock candy. And it'll, like, if it's, if you're a human, you'll get a, you'll get, like, in a diabetic coma if you snort it. But if a puppet, it's, like, ecstasy for a And this initiation was to prove that she was partially puppet because they were, like, No "Um, humans. Yeah, no humans allowed. So she does it. She's like, woo, party. 
And everyone's like, okay, you can play. So she plays, she wins. And the guy who's like the, one of the like guys at the table is like, he's dumb bitch. And she's like, excuse me? Yeah, right. She's like, excuse me, baking powder? Um, (laughs) She's like, I don't like that word. And he's like, oh, bitches be crazy. And all the other guys are like, oh, yeah, haha, bitches, haha. And there's one puppet who says something funny. I don't remember the words exactly, but he's like, that's exactly my views on women. (laughs) 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 She's like, she's like, oh, yeah, the ladies, they like you. And he's all, they do not. They decline. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do, sir. Gosh. (laughs) And so um, she ends up beating up everybody at the table because they all keep calling her a bitch. And she doesn't like that word. Good for her. Beats him everybody at the table and then gets their gun and puts it right on his head and, like, makes him apologize. So good feminist Uh moment there in the movie. Uh Unfortunately, while she's doing all that, Phillips is... Outside with Lyle, the former cast member, and a truck pulls up, bada bing, bada boom, third murder happens. Yep. So. All the while, Edwards is in the bathroom taking another hit of the crack, the candy crack. So she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't even hear it. Well, she hears it and then comes outside. Right. She's hooked the rest of the candy crack and started doing them all because of her. She has her problems, right? Right. So they realize that, you know, this is all just going to keep going. They have to they have to work a little bit harder. And so they keep looking for the rest of the cast members. They find two of the cast members who were cousins. <laughs> oh, yeah. They played... Uh, husband and wife on the show. They were cousins in real life. And then in real life, they got married and had kids and lived off in like the the middle of the desert in like a middle of nowhere type of thing. And their kids were so like... It was like the hills have eyes type thing. Yeah, they're just like screaming and they're making incomprehensible noises. Mm -hmm. And they find them dead in their house. So now there's... How many how many left alive? I think there's, there's like two more. one the crazy guy, the guy who's yeah, like the speaker from the Muppets type character. And uh, then Judy or whatever her name was. Yeah, the girlfriend who's like the human, right? Yeah. So now those are the last two living cast members. All the while the the police department though, they were they were also making sure that Edwards and Phillips weren't working together because she was on the force, he was not. And the police were following these murder cases, trying to figure out who was doing it, and they get more and more suspicious because he's at almost ev- well, he's at every murder scene. And this, the cousin scene, he runs out of the house mm-hmm. after he sees that they've been murdered because he saw the cloaked figure. The cloaked figure was, was behind just the door. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he went to go follow it follow where the figure went and when he went outside the police were there telling him to put their hands up so the the cloaked figure got away essentially and he was pretty much being speculated for the murders at that point which actually doesn't totally make sense because he wasn't there for the second Uh -uh. murder Uh he was he was there really only there for four out of the five so yeah right right (laughs) so come on 
Just kidding. So then Edwards gets fired and she leaves the station in a huff and is like telling everybody off. And, and my, her husband is there. I love it. <laughs> so the one guy, she's like, I kind of wanted to bang you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's like, like, it's, it's still not time. too late. Yeah, <laughs> or there's still late. time. And um, <laughs> and it's her husband in real life. I love that. Ugh. Me too. Me too. I love their relationship so, so much. So fucking cute. So cute. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> so funny. So then she goes to get Bubbles because Bubbles always believed in Phillips. And um, they work together to go try to find oh my God, who it is. And they, they end up putting the pieces together that when Phillips shot the guy, when Phillips missed the shot, the whole, the whole thing that made him uh, fired as a cop was that he missed the shot for this guy who was holding Edwards, like, like going to kill her, had a knife or something to her head or a throat yeah. or a gun. Yeah. And he missed the shot and ends up shooting this bystander who was a guy with a daughter. And then his daughter saw her dad get shot. Like they were just walking in the street and she's like, oh my God, daddy. No, no. So this girl had like purple hair and Bubbles is like, oh, purple hair. That's rare for a puppet. And oh, what's that? Uh-huh. Who has a purple bush? But, you know, <laughs> Sandra White. So then she puts the pieces together that Sandra White was the daughter and she is doing all of this to get back at Phil. But when they run away, all the evidence gets destroyed in a fire. They they tra- They set off a booby trap. It all gets destroyed. But now they know... Now they know who to go after, basically. They follow Sandra to the airport where she is with Jenny, the last mm-hmm. surviving member of the murder, the Happy Time gang. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we forgot to, we skipped over the one guy who they found his body in the ocean. That was sad. Oh, yeah, because it was, it was Edwards. She was going kind of undercover at that point without Phillips. Like going rogue on her own yeah. without anybody. And he was he was so cracked out of his mind off of like the candy when she found him. He was in this like dingy crappy hole and she was trying to talk to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was so incoherent that yeah. like he was saying random stuff and he and um he kept mentioning wife and he kept trying to say he would suck her dick. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not a dude. She was like, it makes me wish I had a dick for you to suck. <laughs> and I was like, the number of times I wish I had a dick for someone to suck. <laughs> right? Like, Ugh. oh, that line, it was, it came so fluently. Yeah. It was so like, like. Uh, nonchalant I loved it but yeah he he kept saying the word wife and so Edwards was trying to put that puzzle piece in as well but yeah they found him on the beach so yeah they find his body (laughs) on the beach and then they they follow they end up following Sandra to oh she breaks him out of prison by oh that's right yeah so so he's in whole he has she they have him in custody she breaks him out by shooting his arm and then he gets in an ambulance the EMT is so racist. He's like, what a waste of gauze. As he's wrapping his arm, I'm like, <laughs> oh, ooh, let me at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me at him. So they end up, um, oh, they use the line, does this smell like chloroform to you? Which I think is in community. 
I think he uses that line when they're. Oh my god! When they does this smell like chloroform? Do you um, there's a there's a scene in Community. There's an episode where they're at Jeff's like old lawyer. Ah. <clears throat> And I think they use that. I think they use that same line. Does this smell like chloroform? So I'm sure that's an old bit. I'm sure they weren't the first ones to use it. I'm sure it's been around, but just an old bit of comedy history right there. Oh my! So God, they get the yeah. EMT knocked out, and they knock out. They they t- they get him broken out. They follow Sandra to the airport, mm-hmm. where that's the big climax of the movie, and. Phillips has a chance to redeem himself, and he does, and it's a full circle happy ending. <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> well, Jenny, or whatever her name is, she died in a fiery car accident, and he was found at the scene fleeing from her death, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And then I think once... once they po- she- supposedly died in a fiery car accident, right? Right. Right. Because when he gets to the airport, he sees that she's there. And so Sandra's whole plan was she married Jenny and then killed off the rest of the happy type murder gang so she could get there the money. So she could kill off Jenny and get the money then. As if you wouldn't be caught. (laughs) Right. But, you know, in Hollywood, they get away with crimes all the time. And even when they're caught, they just still... Do whatever they want. <laughs> they hire people and they they pay off people, but again, that's that's a small loophole that that goes so unnoticed. Like until you said something, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. They get away with everything, or they try to. All in all, I think this movie was really funny. Funny. It was there. the The points of humor weren't. See, that's what I love about Melissa McCarthy's humor. And and kind of just the genre of humor this movie is, it's so unexpected, and it's so like like when the tangents start, you you kind of can see them coming, but it's so like it takes you off guard that you end up laughing yes. out loud, and that's the kind of humor I love. Where and the world that they set yeah. it in, yeah. Where you really could just go off the rails, like you didn't have to hold back. And there are many times that Melissa McCarthy has done like PG or PG-13 movies where you can tell that she's still funny, but you can tell that she's holding herself back from like everything she can do. Yep. And you still get the essence of her, you know? Yeah. But in this movie, when it was just like no boundaries, mm-hmm. foot off the brakes, like Melissa yep. McCarthy in her comedic, yes, natural habitat. <laughs> yes, natural habitat. Good word. She's that just so good. funny. Mm-hmm. This movie, I feel like, didn't get enough attention for Melissa McCarthy, for Maya Rudolph. They're just so funny. Mm-hmm. And they're well known. You would think it would be a a higher trafficked like movie. I don't but. think that this movie had a lot of marketing. I didn't see a lot of stuff for it when it came out. I think I didn't even see the trailer for it until it was already released. Like Got it was it. already in theaters by the time I I was like, oh, what am I doing today? I'm gonna look for what movies are out. I'm going to go see a movie. And it was, I saw it was playing and I looked at the, I was like, oh, Melissa McCarthy's in a movie. I hadn't Mm -hmm. even seen the trailer until I 
like looked at it. I didn't even know about it until you said something. Mm -hmm. No idea. It was just slept on pretty much like when it came out. Definitely. I think because people who saw it maybe weren't like were expecting something different. And maybe people, I think a big turnoff for people are like, oh, it's predictable and stuff. But I'm like, that. Is it though? Is it really? In a sense, like the like there are things like the plot line, but I'm like that's plot lines are pretty much like story structured. That's like set right. in stone for a lot of things. But the the way it's filmed and the and the way the the universe is set up, it's very unique. That's how I feel. And I feel like they do such a good job of just laying out the like typical skeleton of the detective yeah. like the going rogue or cop whatever. gone bad detective PI storyline who mm-hmm. but they did it with Muppets, but they, they did. did but they did it rated R with Muppets and Hell yeah, they did. <laughs> and maybe, you know, a lot of people just don't like puppets. Like that's just a turn off for them, no matter what. They'll be like, Oh, that's not so I, I understand that, but I am one of those people. I'd never watched the Muppets. I could care less about any of the Muppet series. It it was just never an appealing like form of entertainment for me. But this I could get behind completely. Cause it was obviously it's rated R, it's it's adult humor, so it's funny mm-hmm. and it's not kid like in in the, the all of the sense of it, you know? And also, I cherish movies that play the bloopers, and they also display some of the, <laughs> some, of the some of the clips of the filming of the puppets. And yes. one of which that sticks out into my mind immediately was the scene when Phillips is having sex with oh. Sandy. Right? Is her name? I wanted. I forgot to mention that the puppet sex scene, which was very remnant of yes, the pushing the boundaries of the sex scene in Team America. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, "We're gonna push the boundary to the same level, but in a different route." And I was like, right. "Okay." <laughs> it was so great, and then Maya's like Maya's reacting because oh, she's the receptionist. God. But they were in his office. Oh. <laughs> She gets out the cleaner in a rag. I know. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> it uh. was, but yeah, I, I feel for her there, but it was so well delivered. <laughs> it was so great. Um, but they showed like the green screen that they wore right. and, and mm-hmm. another scene was the, <laughs> the Dalmatian porn, the mm. dominatrix. Right. Oh, so <laughs> funny. <gasps> I could only imagine like filming a movie with puppets and just having to be right there mm-hmm. being the voice actor for the puppet in front of a human being just like playing as a oh my god I wouldn't be able to keep my composure it's I would laugh so funny <laughs> The thing is that I get that comedies aren't always everyone's bag of tea cuz I do think that right. you have to have some kind of like brain function in order to appreciate comedies <laughs> Like people who are kind of like, just kind of like the lights aren't always on. Sometimes you don't always get the jokes. Sometimes maybe you want to, you want to appreciate a comedy, you know? And that's okay. And that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Not everybody gets humor. (laughs) There's, there's also like, 
There's also humors that I don't prefer. Like British humor is fun and witty to the to all the extents. Yeah. But like But I would say my that my brain my power, brain is not I'm gonna say my light's not turned on to those jokes. So I like my I don't light get is it. Not turned on. Yeah. My, I'm not gonna get it, so I'm not gonna laugh at it. <laughs> right, exactly. Or it'll take me a, a little while to understand the joke, mm-hmm. you know? So I get that humor is not an easy thing to do because so many people have different walks of life and find things funny different ways. Right. And some people are just plain, just literally stupid. (laughs) 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 Well, and again, the maturity to be able to comprehend both and appreciate both is a big factor, you know, maturity and like intelligence all takes a play in it, you know? So I get it. So I can see a movie where it's like based on the jokes, like that's the main thing. That's the main draw of the movie. Uh huh. I can uh-huh. see that not appealing to as wide of an audience because it's not as exciting as seeing blood everywhere when you're just seeing fluff everywhere. <laughs> but it sure is funnier. It is and funnier. That's what I'm going to say about that. How many flicks did I give it? Did I give it a flick? No, you didn't. You didn't say yours yet. Ugh. I love it so much. Um, I feel like I am. I wish I remembered what I gave the other movies. <laughs> um, I th- I think I think I gave them very low scores. I'm gonna give this one a six because okay, I okay. think it's funny. I really think it's really funny. I think Melissa McCarthy does a great job, and like I said, storyline originality. You know, as a movie, no, it wasn't original. So, but but so what to me because for me it was about being entertained and it was right. about just laughing right. and it did that for me so I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a six because I did laugh at it six flicks <laughs> out of ten okay yeah see I I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a seven um I was gonna give it an eight but I'm not going to give it that much credit. I'm going to save. I'm really trying to be deliberate with my. Yeah, with I want to give high scores to like. Yeah. Good yeah. movies. But I do. I do give it seven flicks out of ten because it one entertained me. It took me out of reality and it made me laugh. It also made me. It also made me appreciate Melissa McCarthy. And all the actors that were in it and the originality of it was all very um, appealing to me. And I don't like Muppet movies or anything of that sort. So that was super cool to, to mm-hmm. find a movie that I actually found enjoyable to to watch and finish. So seven is a good common ground for me for that movie. <laughs> for sure. I was a little more harsh on my score, but I was feeling a seven. Yeah, I went, I went down to a six because I was like, "Well, I'm going to save my high scores for something right that was right. a little bit more original plot line." But I feel like I love this movie for what it is. I wouldn't say that I would change anything about it. Right, right. I, I agree. I think it's a good watch mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, there's also so many hidden, like hidden, just underlying relations to real life and and how just the discrimination towards the Muppets is received and right uh just the portrayal of like reality was was really awesome to see in a joking manner 
but yet also in a very grave manner too, you know, like in a weird way, you're all, you're kind of like, damn, that, that could get deep if you really sit and think about it, even though it's stuff that if these were humans, you would really be taken back by the things that people said and did to them, even though people say and do these things to humans in real life all the time. Yep. And no one says a fucking thing. Yep. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, not no one. There are people. There are good people who say But who the, say stuff, the but. situations that go unspoken or unheard, mm-hmm. unnoticed, is... Mm. It's, it's far outweighs the situations where there's yep. someone to speak up. Yep. Exactly. hmm Yeah. That was a good, a good movie to review because I really liked it. I but, like that movie, too. Does that conclude? Is that what we're is that what we're doing tonight? That's it. That's our click and our flick. Click and flick. Thanks for listening, you guys. Yes, thank you. It's been fun. It's it's relieving to be like I said before. It's so nice to be able to talk about it and like review it and get to the bones of it. Yeah, just to mm-hmm. really process how you feel about yep. how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I agree. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Yeah, next week. For the next click and flick, click and we'll flick. see what we go on about. Yes. <laughs> to be determined. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. folks thanks for listening and sticking around if you enjoyed what you heard subscribe and follow for some more click and flick content if you'd like to hear us talk about your favorite movies and video games you can send us your suggestions to click and flick podcast at gmail.com that's click a n d flick podcast at gmail.com we can't wait to hear from you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time